Hello, and welcome to Getting It Done, a podcast about music education and life lessons. I'm your host, Tim Rausenberger, and today is Monday, January 8th, 2018. This is episode 201. Quick instrument check for beginners. This is going to be a quick instrument check and a quick podcast for all of the teachers out there of beginning instrumentalists. I'm going to just name instruments, and before you know it, the podcast is going to be over. I'm simply going to name instruments and things off the top of my head you might want to check at your next lesson, or something you could spot check every so often to be sure that students are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Here we go. Flute or piccolo. The first thing that comes to mind with this has to do with their heads and their playing position. I find that a lot of flute and piccolo players, not really so much piccolo, but certainly flute players, their embouchure, their posture is greatly compromised and it can affect their sound, it can affect their health because it can, it can hurt their necks, it can hurt their uh, upper body. There are so many different uh, other things that are affected by poor posture, poor embouchure. So I would certainly double check that and an easy fix for that is every so often when you look at your flute players, just tilt your head sideways and they'll usually know what that means. It's a wonderful way if, especially if you're in a band rehearsal or an orchestra rehearsal, that you can get their attention without saying a word. They'll probably laugh about it, realize that they need to fix it, and nobody even knows what happened except you and the flute players. Clarinets. Need to ju- just double check those reeds. And what I would say in terms of the reeds is not just how old the reed is that they've been playing on, but is it time for them to, to, to start to uh, move up with reeds? I, I just see way too many teachers that allow students to stay on the same size reed for the entire year or even further. If they've been playing on a certain reed for an extended period of time, they're a strong player, chances are it's time for them to move up a half size so we can get a better sound going on with their instruments. And of course, the speech that they they need to understand that the strength of the reed is going to make for a better sound, but also makes the instrument a little bit more difficult to play. Saxophones, this is an easy one, the straps. You need to just make sure that your saxophone players have not gotten lazy with their straps. They, a lot of saxophones, when they're, they mean well at the very beginning, but over the course of time, in their haste to get ready, uh, when they're, they're about to get set up for a lesson or for bands, they are so concerned with playing that they don't worry about the fact that the instrument might be held up 
meaning the instruments uh, being uh, grabbed in such a way, uh, likely by their right thumb, and they're supporting the instrument in a way that it shouldn't be supported. The right thumb is there simply to cradle and for balancing purposes, but it's not there to be holding the entire instrument up. That's the purpose of the strap. Uh, one, one thing you want to certainly double check with them is make sure that their mouthpieces are 100% and not the slightest bit off from uh, being directly in front of their mouths. French horns. Uh, let's take a look at that right hand. Let's see what's going on with that right hand. Uh, a lot of times when my French horn players will start, the, the issue is just simply getting the hand anywhere near the instrument. Uh, whether Sometimes they have to cradle the bell. Sometimes they have the hand on the outside of the bell. The, the bell might be sitting on their leg, but it, it, their, their right hand or arm is in an odd position. Uh, it might be time, depending on the size of the student now and how... Uh, experienced and comfortable they are with the instrument, it might be time to uh, uh, to discuss the right hand in greater detail. Certainly with French horns, the right hand, quite honestly, is the least of our concerns. Uh, not nearly anywhere near, not anywhere nearly as important as finding the right pitches on the instrument at first. Trumpets. What are we doing with our right hands with the trumpets? Are our right have our right hands turned into the dreaded claw? Are they holding the instrument so badly that their valves are not going down properly? You're going to start to notice that around this time of year, after they've been playing their instruments for a good three or four months, valves might start to stick. Why are the valves sticking? No, it doesn't have anything to do with valve oil. It may have to do with the way they're, they're depressing the valves going up and down. So what I would recommend is to just spot check, make sure that their hands are, uh, are in the proper location and get those pinkies out of those rings. They're critically important. Trombones. Time to talk about slide maintenance with the trombones. If you haven't done so already, have the, the trombones uh, maintain their slides recently. And more importantly, if they've been maintaining them, and let's say they're using cream, is there so much cream that it's almost like cake batter on the on the slide at this point. If it is, it's something to be addressed. Stu uh, trombones similar to saxophones, for what reasons I don't understand, they don't seem to care a, a heck of a lot about their slides when they're beginners. They just want to play, and the fact that the slide is not moving easily, they may not even realize how quickly the slide should move as opposed to how quickly it is moving. Uh, so I would definitely uh, address that with them. Uh, in terms of euphonium, and if you have tuba players in your band, uh, the main thing that I would worry about with the euphonium and tuba players has to do with just the, the how they're holding the entire instrument. You may have permitted them to hold it a certain way at the beginning. Again, the, the size of the, the student may have changed, and it might be time where they may be able to handle uh, holding the instrument, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, more properly. So uh, hopefully uh, that will be helpful for that uh, particular instrument. Uh, percussion. Uh, just percussion in general. Uh, percussion, I would make sure that their sticks are in good condition uh, and take the moment to be sure that their names are on their drumsticks. I think that that's 
so important, especially when a lot of drumsticks can look exactly the same. Make sure that uh, your drummers have done that and make sure that the uh, the sticks are in good condition. Uh, you'd be surprised what can happen over the, just the course of a few months uh, with the condition of drumsticks. Uh, in terms of string instruments just in general, violin, viola, cello, bass, I think with all of them, you need to start looking at the sizing of the instruments. Uh, what If a student is playing a quarter size instrument, it may be time to bump it up. And uh, you need to be monitoring that frequently. Uh, I say all these things with all these different instruments because it is absolutely imperative. It's critical that uh, we check these things often and not always not not get so tied up with all of the things involving practicing and uh, and and obviously the music making in the classroom. Um, please just note that I did not intentionally avoid uh, the oboe or the bassoon or some other instruments, uh, but I, I did focus a bit more on the instruments that tend to be uh, a bit more popular and uh, a bit more common, shall we say, in uh, most bands uh, across the United States and all around the world. I hope that this quick-er podcast uh, has provided some quick-er uh, tips on how to give your students uh, the best possible advice. As always, if you can uh, share the podcast, share the episode, share the information with others, uh, that's the greatest compliment to me. And um, it, obviously, you can uh, see me on Spotify, on iTunes. Uh, my website is www.brasstenor.com, and I can be found on Twitter at Brass Tenor, one word. Thank you, as always, for tuning in, and best of luck with those beginning students.